3: And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to have one of our favorites on, one of your favorites. You always tell me you just love it when he's on. And he's going to join us here in just a few minutes. And that's Daniel Turner. Hang on a second. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, Almighty God, we ask that you will open our eyes as a nation and allow us to see ourselves as the same as you see us. We as a nation, we have desired to gratify the flesh. We are a carnal people. Instead of being filled with your spirit, Father, we have allowed your name to be blasphemed through media, in our schools, by our elected officials, and even in many of our pulpits. We continue to see evil as good and good as evil, or practice it this way. These surely are the times that try men's souls in America. And we grieve you, I'm sure, Heavenly Father. We have a love for money and fame and power, which has caused us to sin greatly against you and your commandments. Forgive us, Lord. Turn your wrath away from us, we beg, and heal our land. May we be. Make us, which is a scary scary thing to say, make us a repentant and humble people and allow this nation to once again glorify your name. It is for such a time as this that I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let us truly power the future, America, with truth and common sense. Now, I saw a host last night, and they were going after Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg, I guess, I, I forgot about this. He claims to be a clergy,
4: he claims
3: to be a pastor, a minister of sorts. And he stated climate change is a moral issue. But if Reverend Petey actually knew his scripture, he'd have to agree that climate change is an issue of immorality. Let's look at the few, just a few of the Ten Commandments. First one is, ye shall have no other gods before me. Those, like Pete Buttigieg, are claiming the earth to be God instead of the creator God. You shall make no idols, no graven images. Remember that? They idol the earth, this large piece of dirt. And again, it is Gaia, the earth they worship, and not the almighty God. But there is no faith in Gaia because this God needs them to care for him or her, whichever pronoun this God identifies with. Thou shalt not murder. These climate change worshippers are willing to sacrifice human life for the planet, for Gaia. My God sacrificed his life for me, and I trust him, not them. And in the Eighth Commandment, thou shalt not steal. The climate change worshippers such as Petey and Al Boring-Gore and John Frankenstein Carey and pretty boy Leonardo DiCaprio, and there are others... You know, the ex who lives on Martha's Vineyard with three propane tanks buried in his yard close to the sea level that they claim will rise and flood the earth. Of course, the Christian symbol, not the LGBTQ one, but the rainbow is a promise never to flood the earth again from our God, the creator God. Well, what about that one, Reverend Petey? as they jet set in style and tell you to wear three layers of clothes and eat ravioli from a can. Number nine, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. The entire crisis is an existential lie, a scam to fraud you, the neighbors, and to redistribute the wealth and establish the elite in an even higher rank of wealth. Years ago, I was reading through the Bible and studying Jeremiah, and I came across this. It was um amazing to me because that was when this was really getting to be a big thing, this uh Gaia. And in Jeremiah, he says, they say to a tree, you are my father. And to this rock or stone, you gave me birth. They have turned their backs on me and not their faces. Yet when they're in trouble, they say, come and save us. It's out of Jeremiah 2 27. Climate change worshipers, climate change believers are frauds. Unfortunately, they have many followers that have have been taken hook, line, and sinker down the road, just like a fish pulling it out of water, and they are scared to death. However, Power of the Future's Daniel Turner is not a fraud, he is the real deal. And we welcome him to CSE Talk Radio. How you doing, Daniel?
1: Oh, it's always a pleasure to be on the show. So now I am I'm doing better, thank you.
3: <laughs> well, there's a lot going on. So let's just start in on it. Uh it, it, that was a uh, Fox News Tucker's that was really going after Pete and all the uh, hypocrites that you and I have talked about many, many times and and they're jet setting around in their private jets and it's not just that. They're making us pay for it. <laughs>
1: so um
3: that's just a part of the fraud. But uh what else is going
1: on these days? It is. Well, you know, I, I'm glad that that he highlighted it and I think it's essential, and I'm glad that you talk about it, and and people should constantly be, be mentioning this because um exposing hypocrites is the best way to or one of the ways to help defeat this truly evil movement. And I do believe mm. the radical green movement, um, it, it is evil. It, it's not it about and we've talked about this many times it's not about the earth it's not about protecting the environment it is about a much more sinister a truly marxist plan of control um and this is just you know their excuse is the environment so when people like pete Buttigieg, who have all of the means of the world to travel ironic he's the secretary of transportation also when he yeah. chooses the one that that he says is the worst and he does it multiple times going on private jets you just have to scratch your head and say then 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 what's the point of this whole philosophy right I, again, I, I the only thing I can liken it to is that if we did have a cancer awareness c- cigar party and and we' <laughs> yes. raise you know awareness for lung cancer by by passing out cigarettes and cigars, and people would say, "Well, that seems kind of strange, And of course it seems kind of strange, but it's the same as Mayor Pete telling us constantly about climate change, and we're going to remake our entire country. Everyone's going to have to take choo-choo trains because no one's going to have a combustion engine because the cars are bad and blah, blah, blah. But then he jets around on private jets. Why? Because he can. And that's the most frustrating thing of all. It's, it's, it's not a need. It's not a security measure. Pete, Mayor Pete is not a un, under threat. It's just because he wants to. It's easy. They're lavishing it's convenient. it
4: yeah
3: they're just enjoying this this status above all the rest of us they've put themselves on this pedestal they can call it moral if they want to but we know that it's a fraud and that makes it immoral and uh the lying you know the one one thing that they said last night and i found it very sad well i she's a representative and i didn't catch her name and uh she was talking about how her child woke up with a nightmare regarding climate change well, if your child is having nightmares about climate change, you've been a pretty bad parent.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Um, that's and, sad and, and, to me. And they don't see it that way, and that's bizarre. Um, it, it may have been Representative Katie Porter who also talks um, a lot about in the climate movement how her children are always afraid of climate change and they're crying because was. of climate yeah. change. And, and you want to say, why, why are you admitting to the world that, that you're you're doing a lousy job as a mom? Because you are. I mean, of course children are going to be afraid of zombies under their bed and the boogeyman in the closet. And it's your job as a parent to reassure them that none of those Everything. things are real. And, and the climate monster gonna... is not real either. But and it's gonna... no, they they want you the children afraid because they yeah. want to use that fear because they have Isn't agenda. that sad? Just like Where they did... want us.
3: We're headed into cars. a break. I want to talk about that fear when we come back. Daniel, thank you. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann Daniel Turner, a power of the future. That's powerofthefuture.com and with some common sense and truth. And we'll be right back. Every turn, You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Dan with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. They are a sponsor of the show. Without them, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have any power here on CSC Talk Radio without Daniel Turner and Power of the Future. Things are going on, but, um, you know, we're going into this winter, and it's cold, and it's rainy here. At least it's rain and not snow. But uh, I saw where um, I think it was Germany uh, was firing up some of those coal uh, mines again they're going to start mining their coal um what do you know about that
1: yeah a coal coal always works that's (laughs) that's one of the reasons why we love it um it's very reliable it's not weather dependent um even when the sun doesn't shine your coal plant will still will still produce electricity it's pretty remarkable um yes and so i did see that and it was it was um really the a, a source of great sadness for the German environmentalists because they ha, are, have taken down some of the wind farm because underneath it is very valuable coal, and, and they want to continue wow. to mine coal because they need it, and the wind turbines don't do anything. Um, so it's it's kind of ironic to see these hundreds of millions of dollars of, of sculpture uh, being taken down so that what we knew works, which was coal, can, can finally be brought, uh, to, 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 market. And all of this is happening because Germany played these silly environmental games. And they are, you know, they are 20 years ahead of America. Um, but we are trying to catch up very, very quickly under this administration, pretending wind and solar work
3: when we, knowing
1: deep down inside. It was. Don't. Um, it was so it's, it's remarkable to see.
3: It was several years ago that we knew the UK was failing with their green energy. They were cold. They couldn't get things heated up. And, and, um, you know, did they not pay attention then? I mean, it's, it, and so we're going to follow in those footsteps kind of like we always follow in California's footsteps. I remember when I was a kid, that was all about fashion, you know, following in California, whatever's happening in California will sure. make it in the Midwest six months later or so. You know? But, uh, you know, the failing of, of the energy sector that's that serious stuff
1: it really is and it, and it's the lifeblood of our economy and our national security and and our livelihood, but also even on a greater level and it's one of the things that i I love about you, you and your show, especially when you begin it with prayer, is you do have a very deep sense of of the dignity of human life and and the value of human life and and energy gives us that right it affords us the ability to live. With dignity, um, uh, um, that that we're not begging, we're not starving, we're not freezing, we're not. It, it enables uh, humanity to flourish in a way that we never have before. Um, and and I think your California it, it, anecdote is very interesting because even my childhood, California was always the land of dreams, right? It was mm-hmm. California dreaming, and I wish they could all be California girls, right? Everything was about California.
3: Beach California boys was
1: was perfect, and. Yeah. And look at what they've done to it, right? It's the same beaches, the same desert, the same mountains, but now it is leading the nation in exodus. Um, It's got tremendous, obviously, debt uh, and energy poverty, Um, and, and the left has destroyed it the way the left destroys everything.
3: You know, I've often wondered about that. Just, you know, I know that they have a different agenda, but I've always, uh, it's never made sense to me, Daniel, <laughs> that they would even go down that road of Marxism when we have already seen it fail over and over and over again. But I know it's all about a globalism. It's not just about the Marxism. It's a, it's about a global governance. And, um, we know it's going to fail. We know it is. And, uh, but they just keep pushing it. And it's, it's just ridiculous. And, and I I was reading an article on on uh, power of the future this morning about the Enviro C. This that California plans to reduce solar incentives. So are they out of money? So they're not going to give you an incentive to uh, go with solar anymore, or what is what's going on? <laughs> they,
1: they are <laughs> definitely out of money. Uh, <laughs> yes, and, and 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 this is this is how the the green energy market is so skewed. Um, and and people like. The president and and the green energy advocates will say things like, well, wind and solar are are the cheapest. Um, And and the only reason why they can make those claims that they're the cheapest is because of the huge subsidies they get from the government. So we don't really know how much it costs to produce um, electricity using wind and solar because they don't have to pay the same uh, taxes that the regular fossil fuel pro- electricity production companies do. Um, they get sometimes even their land for free or they get a, 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 a subsidy to build these farms. We're never getting any land. We have to bid out our, our land for leasing for oil and gas exploration. Um, wind farms don't have to. They, they, they get rewarded them. Um, and they get these huge subsidies. So yeah, California has been giving huge subsidies, solar, Subsidies for people who put solar on their on their home, and they say, look at how great this is, and look how cheap it is. Well, now the money's run out. And it's that Margaret Thatcher line, the problem with socialism is you eventually run out of other people's money. And and they have run out of money, so the incentives are gone. And I think the environmental left is in panic mode because once they see the true cost of wind and solar, well, look at Germany, for example, right? We know their electricity rates have gone up a 1,000% in the last two years. That's the true cost of wind and solar. Um, and California is going to start experiencing that pretty badly in the next couple of months.
3: It's not just that, they're, that they're, we don't know what their costs are. They're cheapest, and I'm putting that in quotes because it's government granting it. But it's their, like government, it's also less efficient. And we have scientists after scientists after scientists that have proven that. They won't listen to those scientists, you know. And now they can't uh, ban them from uh, Twitter anymore. <laughs> but it's proven fact that the solar and the wind are not sustainable. They're just not. Yeah. And uh, so.
1: And and like every agenda, you always when it comes to government, you always have to ask um, that Latin phrase "cui bono"? Right? For whose benefit? Who's who's making? Who's who's benefiting the most from this? I saw that yesterday. Someone referenced it to the January 6th committee, which I thought was very interesting. Um, application of it. Who's benefited the most from January 6th? Democrats, right? Absolutely. The elected Democrats in power, the, the, the Adam Schiffs and, the uh, Jerry Nadler's of the world. They've benefited them. America hasn't. So, okay. So maybe that's the purpose of it. Who, who's benefiting the most from the green energy? Who's benefiting the most from, from the immigration crisis at the border? Right. I I follow a number of of folks on social media and they keep reminding us that unvaccinated Canadians still cannot cross the border from the north. But every day we have around 15,000 undocumented illegals. We don't know if they're vaccinated or even know who they are. They can come over on mass and you say, okay, well, who's benefiting from this? Right. Like someone someone is looking at this and saying, okay, this is good. Um, and, and clearly the Democrats are. They want this influx of illegals. Um, and the same with the green energy movement. We know it doesn't work. We know it's expensive. We, we know it's inefficient. We know it's made in China. Who's benefiting? What, what, what what's, oh, and then you realize who's actually benefiting and you're saying, that's why they want the green energy movement. <laughs> it has nothing oh, to yeah. do with energy. It's yeah. someone is benefiting because they have an agenda.
3: Well, and then we know, I, I was looking at your tweet from yesterday. Um, the, go- the governor, the president said, you know, when he was being, you know, asked, why aren't you going to the border? Well, he had, he had more important things to take care of. Anyway, he says, when I think about climate change, I think about jobs. It's time wind turbine blades and solar panels and electric vehicle batteries were built in America, union workers in American towns instead of overseas. And your tweet was, of course, Jeep now. It's Stellantis. Is that what they call that company? It laid but- off. A- over yes. thirteen hundred workers, and uh they're going to Mexico to build
1: yeah
3: it's it's exactly. nuts, so we're and, you know we're
1: go I, ahead I mentioned also in, in in another tweet that and we all know this that that would not have happened if Donald Trump was president and and we know that we've ne- I've never in my life seen a president, and people need to remember those days before he was inaugurated in twenty sixteen where he was giving press conferences saying. I spoke to the CEO and I told them, uh, the, the first one was Carrier. I told them, you are not closing that factory You're moving those 4,500 jobs to Mexico. And one by one, yes, Mr. President, yes, Mr. President, they fell in line. Um Two weeks before Christmas, in a small town in Illinois, 1,300 people got laid off and they're moving their jobs to Mexico. And that's just a, a indicative of the way the economy is headed now under this president who talks lies about manufacturing jobs and numbers and he was on TV this morning talking about the inflation number and how good everything is, how rosy it is. Um, and, and we only had one president in my lifetime, uh, who, who stopped the outsourcing of jobs. Um, but they didn't like what he said on Twitter, so they had to get rid of him. And yeah. And we we may not get them back if they have it their way.
3: Well, we've seen their language. It wasn't about what he said on Twitter. It was about what he was doing. They didn't want those jobs to come back to the United States. They didn't want to make America great. It doesn't fit the globalist agenda. They've got to bring America down to the third world status. And, uh, you know, it's Merry Christmas to those poor people in, in Illinois, you know. The the song, If We Make It Through December. (laughs) These poor folks that are losing their jobs and these idiots that keep voting for Democrats. I I don't get it. Not that I trust Republicans. We're headed into a break. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio with Daniel, Daniel Turner of Power of the Future and Beth Ann. And we'll be right back. Or the future is about the future of our energy. It's not just about one thing or the other. It's about the future of it. And we know we're not to um, the point where we can go all solar, we can go all wind. But yesterday they made an announcement. They're going to make an announcement about a nuclear inf- a nuclear fusion breakthrough. And I was going to ask you what you knew about that. Is that going to be the power of the future? Is that or what? What do you know about that? Because I'm no nuclear scientist. so
1: No, and I am not either. I've obviously been reading a lot about it because it's, it's in the news. I was actually asked to go on um, Dana Perino's show this morning to talk about it, and I politely said, I, I can't. Like, I would embarrass myself, and it's not polite to your audience for me to go <laughs> on and try to talk about it. So now
3: it. you're um, going to do it with me. I'm going <laughs> to
1: Exactly. So now, well, I thought so we could I'm, just bat it I'm back try and forth. To embarrass myself on your show
3: instead. Um, <laughs> That's all right. I do it all the time, so it's okay.
0: But you know, I, I,
1: I did read a number of articles from from energy experts who I follow and who I trust. Who the consensus was: this is all really fascinating. Uh, sure, the breakthrough is 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 interesting. Um, it's still about fifty years. Before, it's actually a viable source of energy, Um, and this is more likely the end of a 10-year experiment that is looking for another 10-year grant from government, and so they have Uh to come up with something. Um, I read a lot more complex stuff about how much energy it took to actually produce this reaction, et cetera, et cetera. Um, It's it's way over my head when it comes to, to nuclear energy, but the consensus was... Look, this is a government grant. They want more government grant money. They came up with something to get everyone excited. They jazzed the headlines. Um, but this is, uh, the reaction they, that they created lasted, um, I think it was like a little bit less than half of a second. And, <laughs> um, it, it didn't create enough energy to basically turn on your coffee pot. So it did something. Um, but they make it sound like we're, we're ready to go and, No, to commercialize this and have it be viable is decades away.
3: Well, it says it's the Holy Grail. You know, how many times have we heard that? The Holy Grail of clean energy. But that was my question in the little article that I had. What does it take? What did they do? How much, you know, how big a breakthrough was this? And they're obviously not ready to go. And then when I see that it had no waste with it, I thought, well, just as we fired the Sam Brinton, you know, because <laughs> he was, you know, because that wasn't wasn't that where he was. He was secretary of the nuclear waste or energy waste. <laughs> so we don't need him anymore because we've got this, you know, and we're not going to have any waste with it. But obviously, it's it's a it's a little breakthrough. I mean, they made a little breakthrough many, many moons ago with nuclear energy. And the green energy people are completely overlooking that they won't even mention nuclear energy because it is clean and we have got it in a safe uh you know we do it safely uh um, missouri has a huge nuclear plant not too far from here uh, that is uh you know it, it it brought in a lot of jobs when they were building it and even now and and so it's it's something that they completely overlook, and so here this is a nuclear thing. So I'm sure they're going to knock that one down too, because they don't want anything that's going to be truly viable. <laughs> I don't. That's my opinion. The climate changers don't really want an answer.
1: No, and they they hate nuclear. Um, they claim it's because of of the waste, and the waste is is. No, the 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 size of a thermos uh after the course of a year we're not exactly talking about tremendous amount of waste, and there are ways to dispose of and store the waste properly that we know but the new but the greens don't like that and and you're absolutely right they don't like anything they're never satisfied um you, there there's never been a climate well one there's never been any of their climate predictions that have come true ever from the oceans being dead to children will never experience snow again. That was said, I think, back in 2018. And already most of America is having record uh, snowfalls already this year, including California and, and Alaska. And the whole Northeast is being told to lock down because a huge storm is headed its way tomorrow. Um, so none of their predictions have ever come true or, or their, their climate uh, uh, end of times predictions have ever come true. Um but they've never won anything either. They never look at an area and say, We accomplished this and now it's better. Um even even Joe Biden won't declare it a victory when he makes those comments how me and eighty percent of my friends all have cancer because the, 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 there was so much pollution. You could wipe it off the car back in the day, and you know I've heard those stories before. People who said they grew up in Pittsburgh, they said you know you could wipe the soot off of your your windshield. Well, we've made progress. If that was true, we don't do that anymore. No. Um, and eighty percent of kids don't have cancer now, unlike when Joe Biden was a child. Um, so, so how can we don't ever celebrate that? But they they never celebrate that. They never look at anything that say we've accomplished it or we've won anything. Heck, we banned every straw, we banned plastic bags, we banned this, we banned that, and they never once come back and say, "Yep, the river is cleaner." Yep, the oceans are cleaner. It's always no, we've never done always this. doom and gloom.
3: Yeah, I mean we banned paper straws first. I'm old enough to remember that because we were killing too many trees, Daniel. Yeah. And so then we went to plastic, and now we're killing too many plastic trees, I guess. And so there's too much plastic in the ocean. And, of course, you have informed us that a lot of that, I'm sure we do our fair share of of polluting, but a lot of that's coming from China.
1: Yes, about 98% of it comes from China. Um, And and this is just the the great racket that China uh, uh, does and how they just embarrass the United States. We sell most of our, our plastic uh, recyclables to them because they dispose of it, um, and, they, and they, they throw it in
3: the
1: ocean. W- yep, wow. and then they take it out in barges and they go into international waters and they just dump it. And then the barges come back empty, and we sell them more garbage, uh, or, or actually, you know, they, they yeah, we we uh, they we pay them to take our plastic away, and then they bring it out into the ocean and they dump it again. And we just re- keep repeating this. We keep repeating this, and the Chinese are laughing at us.
3: Yeah, we have this, and we have these, uh, you know, they mean well. These foundations, these organizations, they go out and they pick up the plastic and they make bracelets and, and jewelry out of them. So we can all say, yes, we're going to recycle. Yes, this is a horrible thing us humans do. And, uh, it's all, and it's all about money. These foundations, they make a ton of money. (laughs) It's just, it's just crazy. Anyway, I just, I thought I had to ask because I figured it was something that, Maybe it's futuristic, and maybe it'll be like some of the wind and the solar and not be usable, or maybe we're just not there yet. But, you know, we always kind of – we like to see a breakthrough. But you're right. They never can claim a victory. There's never anything that they've done that has been victorious. And I was reading an article out of American Greatness. I think it was yesterday. This is only Tuesday. talking about the current generation. You know, we can see the generation's – before us and what they accomplished what can we say about this current generation what are they accomplishing for for mankind for for america for the world for the globe what are they accomplishing
1: nothing that i can say um and yet they came they claim to care so much about the globe and about the world and you have all these 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 global ambassadors like john Kerry who are constantly traveling the world Mm. uh, to show how much they care but um but, no, we've, we've accomplished very little. I think I read that exact same article, and it talked about how, despite tremendous amount of, of, of money and investment and effort, some of these countries haven't developed at all in the last two decades. And, and, and we, you know, we've watched these countries around the world continue to languish in poverty, um, and we just keep spending money on, 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 on programs that are clearly not working.
3: Well, um, you know we want to spend money so that we can help them afford abortions, not yes. farming They'll or ranching or or something else that would benefit these countries that that really need help and Kamala, what was it she said one time. We can't do better here until we help other people do better. And it's like we're just tearing everything apart. I hear the music. We're headed into a break. When we come back, we'll be in the final segment of today's show. It's always the fastest hour of the morning, especially when we have Daniel with us. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio with Daniel Turner Empower the Future. And we'll be right back. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one get one free pricing on My Pillows bed sheets. Giza Elegance My Pillows 6-piece towel set and Roll and Go Anywhere My Pillows and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at mypillow.com and use promo code BETHAN or call 1-800-978
2: and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. 800-761-3146. 800-761-3146. 761 3146
1: That's 800-761-3146.
3: You're to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. Daniel, somebody on Facebook just sent me a message and said that there's a gas station in Philadelphia that has hired armed guards. And I think, uh, how, how bad is it going to get? You know, and, I, and I'm and i serious. I'm asking a serious question here. And I know you don't have all the answers, uh, Crystal Ball. But, you know... Biden promised us a dark winter. Is this going to be the one? You know, and, uh, you know, I go back to when he promised this young girl when he was, uh, campaigning for president, I'm going to stop all fracking. Well, he meant I'm going to stop fracking in America. He doesn't care about fracking in other countries. Just here. We cannot be independent. We cannot be a nation of, of greatness in any way, shape, size, or form. And, uh, so I just kind of wanted to, you know, inflation, deflation of the dollar. Are we in a depression? You know, we've got armed guards now at gas stations, and how bad do you think it's going to get? I know you yeah, don't you know, it's, ball, it's,
1: it's it's that's a great question, and it's a sad question because it's yeah. not the way we ever want to look at at our society uh, or just our lives, right? Not our, in America. No, exactly. But I agree with you. I think I think we are on on the decline. And I wonder how far it has to go until uh, until it it turns around. Um, And I don't know if we've hit the bottom yet. I I mean, I don't really remember the 70s. I was just a little kid. Um, um, So I wasn't cognizant of of the 70s compared to other periods. But talking to my parents who are, uh, you know, around 80 years old, And they'll tell you how they were in the midst of, especially living in New York City, growing up here in the, in the, after the war in the 50s and the 60s and what a great place. And how all of a sudden you were in this era of, of just misery and decline and depression and, and crime and filth. And, and they look back and say, well, just 15 years ago, we were, you know, one, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, a rock. What happened? Like, what, how did we go from that and poodle skirts? To just this absolute disaster of a city of a country Um, and obviously we've climbed out of the 70s and and thanks God for Ronald Reagan again Um, but I don't think we've hit that that low period again I also don't think it's it's it was maybe we never thought we could do it we would fall into it again right maybe all of America and older generations who did see the comparison maybe they looked at that and said "Woof! thank goodness we survived the 70s and now Let's hope that doesn't happen again. Well, it is happening again. Um, well, the inflation, the poverty, the crime, the the malaise, as Carter called it, is all happening again. And there's no force to stop it.
3: You know, we were on the farm in the 70s and left the farm in an um, eighty four, eighty three. Our house burned down on the farm and the debt on the farm was bad because of the situation of things and the and the interest rates you have to borrow, you know, and and. Uh, so we sold out after that happened. The 70s was rough, and so were the 80s there for a while. And Ooh. um uh are people not hurting enough to realize? Those who claim they hate America, and of course I can't remember her name. You'll remember her name that said, uh, but I have enough. But most Americans, the average used-to-be-middle-class American that were are losing, they don't have enough. They can't. They can't work enough jobs, and now the jobs aren't there, and And they're bringing in all these illegal aliens. They're allowing them to come in. We have crime rising. Everything is just so dark, and uh, we never thought in America it would be this way. No. But how, you know, mid-America, the middle class is disappearing. Independent America is disappearing, and these people that hate this country, these I'm talking about the young people that have been taught to hate this country, they're going to hurt. Do you think that'll wake them up? Because they I don't so. have enough.
1: Um, you know, and, and, and it's sad that you have to have something so so catastrophic happen before they do wake up. Um, mm. You would think it, it, it wouldn't require such a jolt. But maybe that, that is what is required. Um, I, you know, I, I, I got to think if, if all the economic indicators are clearly showing that next year is going to be bad, um, most people agree we are headed into a really dark recession between housing bubbles and uh, um, um, the huge inflation and, and, and quantitative easing, et cetera. Um, you, maybe that's it is what it will take. Maybe maybe we're not going into the seventies, maybe we're going into the thirties where we're back to just a true, true depression era. Um, I don't know. I don't know if maybe that's why we're distracted so much by what, what harry and megan are doing and they're distracting (laughs) us with with nonsensical stuff um and 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 drugs quite frankly maybe that's a huge different factor um you know they're, they're encouraging everyone to take to take your marijuana there's campaign ads in california about about smoking your your crack rather than snorting it how it's better for your health um, so, so <laughs> maybe we're just trying to ma- medicate the people into, into, uh, um, numb, numbness.
3: Walk around as American zombies. Yeah. I am bit. free. I, I am free. Very I am sad free. To
1: see, but I think that's where, that is where we are. I, I'm an optimist. I know you are too, but it I is very to hard to be an optimist right now. Um, I don't see, I don't see any bright spots. Um, yeah. and mm-hmm. if you want a person of faith. And thank God I am, and thank God you are, and we we cling to that. We Obama would say we cling to it bitterly, uh, but we cling to our faith. Um, But imagine if you didn't have your faith, how much worse things would be right now. You know, there was that report that came out not long ago that nine percent of of high school age kids um, uh, have contemplated suicide. That's Mm -hmm. absurd. When you look, nine ten percent of a population is is contemplating suicide. Um, and of course they are. If you look at what we did with them with lockdowns and masks and social distancing and, um, and, and, and how we've destroyed their childhood, of course they're suicidal. But if they don't have faith on top of that either, um, well, then what, what hope do you have? So that's the only reason why we can be optimistic, Beth Ann, is at least we have our faith and, and that will guide us through these very dark periods.
3: Well, and you know, the, the, we have that. And those that don't, that's why they cling to the climate change. They think they are the ones who can fix stuff. You and I know we can't really necessarily fix stuff, but God can. And, uh, and that doesn't mean we aren't to work. That I didn't mean that at all. But, um, they have no hope. You and I have hope. This too shall pass. If we don't know how long this is going to take or how far down it's going to take us before we start the road back up. You know, they say a nation can't climb back out of something like this but if any nation can it'll be america because we still have patriots like you out there and um, i believe those that you represent are patriots and i believe they want what's the best for this nation and for the people and um, my hope is in god but and faith is in him but i know that we have patriots out there fighting i know we do and i appreciate all that you do with power of the future and i know you've got lots of folks you rely on as well
1: well, thank you. I do, and I'm happy to be a part of your life and this program's life because we need more voices like you, Beth Ann, so thank oh, you. Oh,
3: thank you. Thank you. We're going to try and grow. We're going to try and grow. Maybe next year will be the the year that we can get her done. <laughs> We're working on it. I thank you so much for all that you do, Daniel, and you take care of yourself, and you let us know anytime you want to be on the air, and we've got an opening. You know you are welcome here, and um, we just appreciate you so much, and just, you know... Thank God that we have people like you to help us to bring America home.